Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Hey guys, Dallas here with another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. I really look forward to this podcast today. If you guys have not yet subscribed, join the family of Faith and Family Fellowship. I don't want you guys to miss another episode. I don't want you guys to miss what's coming soon. We have passed our 50th episode and it's only uphill from here. And if you're out there and if you want to record a podcast, give us a call, give us a holler, an email, and we will we'll discuss it. And maybe you guys can be on the podcast as well. We'd love to have guests on, as you see, and it would just be an awesome time. So thank you guys for being supportive, for following us, for looking into all of our podcasts. It's awesome. The, the numbers that we've seen lately, it's been growing amazingly. It's awesome. And we're going to get into this podcast. We have an awesome guest, Orly Wappa, and she has created this app called Abraham's Legacy. And this app was created in honor of her grandfather, and it's a new way to read the book of Psalms. I don't want to talk about it and take away from what she said, because what she said was so intentional. Every word she said was so on point of just explaining this. And so I want to share a little encouragement with you guys. And it says this, cast your burdens upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteousness to be shaken. Psalms 55:22. And I wanted to share this with you because in her story she talks about a time in her life where she was feeling desperate, a time in her life where she was feeling dark and depressed. I want to talk about that because we're called to give our burdens to the Lord. We're called to give our worries, our fears, our burdens, our trials, everything that's on us, our heaviness to the Lord. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. And that's what he's that's why he died for us. That's why Jesus died on the cross for us is that we can give our burdens to him. And if you've ever had a time in your life where you were feeling down or depressed, and maybe right now in your life you're feeling a heaviness, and I'm just encouraging you, give this heaviness to the Lord. Give your burden to the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will fulfill what's going on in your life. And just like this time in the coronavirus, we've talked about it so many times in the last several, maybe 10 podcasts or so. We've just shortly mentioned it. But God is in control. And in this time, we can give him our burdens, our worries of losing jobs, losing money, losing all these things, losing our family members, losing all kinds of stuff in our life, being home. And we can give that burden to the Lord and he will sustain us. And he will not allow the righteousness to be shaken. We're called to live in righteousness. We're called to live in the light. And if we give our burdens to the Lord, he will not allow us to be shaken. He won't give us anything that we can't handle. And if it's not good, he's not done yet. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. The message for the last days by K.J. Sows explains the history and progression of end-time prophecies found within and outside of the Bible. It reveals the original message compared to changes in culture over time, leading to our vastly different interpretations. The future is revealed through understanding the past. Check out the book and audiobook at www.kjsows.com. That's K 
kjsoze.com or search for the title on all popular online bookstores. Volunteer firefighters do not have the death benefits that career firefighters have. Fallen Heroes Foundation is a nonprofit organization created to support volunteer firefighters and their families as they recover from tragic loss. The foundation was created when one of their own experienced a time of crisis and the volunteers were there to help. The foundation helps meet the financial needs of an affected family as they get back on their feet. To partner with and support this foundation, visit FallenHeroesFoundation.org today. Orly, how are you today? Thank you so much, Dallas, for having me. It's really a pleasure. I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here as well. And we talked a little bit before we started the podcast, and I'm really excited about what you're going to share. I really feel that you have like an upbeat personality, and it's going to be it's going to be easy, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you so much. And so if we could just take the next five to 10 minutes and just kind of share your story, where does your story begin? Oof, it's a great one. Uh, so actually, I'm from New York, from Brooklyn, New York. I've lived there for 35 amazing years. And about two years ago, I took a leap of faith. And I decided to move to Jerusalem, and it's been an incredible journey being here. I was supposed to be a one-year adventure that turned into a life choice, Uh, and there's such an amazing energy within this city. I came for several reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is I feel like there's something very special specifically about this city, the diversity within the city, and I wanted to be able to be a part of that. And in terms of my story, I actually started off as a middle school teacher for seven incredible years, life-changing years. And I left my job teaching about now, wow, it's nine years ago to pursue a dream I had in my heart ever since I was a little four-year-old kid that dreamed of changing the world. And I started an organization called Life Fest Inside with a mission to inspire, empower, and educate people of all backgrounds to lead a life of kindness. But the core is really about empowering people to recognize their value, that they're unique, that they're significant, and that each person has something that they can contribute into this world that nobody else can that we all have our purpose. And it's about helping to understand what that purpose is. And for me, that's really been my my lifelong journey to be able to connect people and help them recognize that. Because if we look at why unkindness exists in the world, unkindness is simply a result of people not understanding and recognizing their own value. When a person comes to understand and recognize their value, they then recognize that each person is yet another piece of the puzzle with something unique to contribute, different shapes, different colors, but every single piece the same size. Every person matters in their own way. And a lot of that passion really stemmed about, like I said, when I was a little kid, I always remember my dad tucking me into bed, a four-year-old kid, and I always believed that there was something major I was meant to do in my life to bring people together. I didn't know what or how, but I knew that it was there inside of me. And after going through some hardships, as we all go through in our life, and going through some very difficult hardships in my adolescent years. I was 15 years old, and there was a fire in my house. And overnight, everything was lost, everything. Wow. And I, I was always a very upbeat person, had a tremendous amount of faith. That's, that, that was the home I was brought up in. But when you see your parents break down, when you see your, your parents cry, it does something to you that I can't really explain. And... I started hiding my feelings and emotions from my family and from my friends until one day it sort of just crushed me. It wasn't just the fire and the fact that it you know, took these possessions. It was six years that my family moved around until we lived back under the same roof. And it was very, very difficult. But that first year was the hardest. And, you know, I tried to continue to make like everything was okay. Everything is for the best. You know, everything's for a reason. 
And one night I went to sleep and I sort of just didn't wake up the next morning. I, I fell into a very, very dark state of depression. I was angry at everything. I was angry at my family, at my friends. I was angry at God. I was just so angry. But the only person I actually spoke to was God. I was angry, but I did have that conversation, that connection. And that's actually what built that connection to be even stronger. What hurt me was I was home from school for several months. And during that time, not one person came to visit. Not one person called to see if I was okay. And it made me feel like, if, well, if I wasn't here tomorrow, would it matter? Would it make a difference to anybody? And it felt like the answer was no. And one not so special day after several months of being home and being forced to go back to school, I was, I woke up and I was washing up and looking at myself in the mirror and really looking at myself. And the scariest thing happened. I didn't see that four-year-old kid staring back at me, that kid that dreamed of changing the world. It was like somebody stole her. And I said to myself, I can't let this be my end. I don't know how I'm going to pick myself back up because I let everything go. But I made a promise to myself then. I promised to be there for people the way that I wished somebody would have been there for me and to see people the way that I wish somebody would have seen me. And it was that promise that guided me through my next couple of years. And I had an opportunity to fall in love with me for me. And it wasn't easy. But to be honest, it was my faith that got me through. I always say that everybody goes through their periods of struggle because we all have to find, in a sense, we all have to find God in our own way. Perhaps, because it's one thing if you're believing because you've been told to believe correct? Your father, your grandfather. That's, that's one thing. But when you attain it, when you attain it, when it's yours, then nobody can take it from you. No one. And so that was the greatest opportunity that could have happened because although I had that faith, it, it was so much stronger after that, because at that point it was mine. It felt like it was mine. And I knew that at the end of the day, God has seen me at my best and he's seen me at my worst. And you know what? He's still betting on me. And so what, something I always tell people, that when you wake up in the morning, and you take that deep breath in, recognize that not everybody does. If you take that breath, that means that there's a reason for you. God is saying to all the angels, saying, come, come, look at what she's going to do today. Look at what he's going to do today. Irregardless of the mistakes that you've made, of the flaws that you have, God is betting on you. So if God is betting on you, how could you not bet on yourself? And that's really the key to continue helping to make ourselves become the best version of ourselves, to not work off of the negative, but to work off of the positive. And so I, like I mentioned, I had gone into teaching for seven amazing years, left my job, started this unbelievable organization, which has inspired and touched the hearts of so many people. It started with a short film that I did called Kindness Boomerang that went viral, reached well over a hundred million people globally and continues to inspire wow. change. And it's all based on empowerment and recognition of our worth and realizing that the simple acts of kindness that we do for one another means so much. We can definitely relate to that right now in this crazy time of the coronavirus and all the hardships that people are facing. The small kindnesses that we do for others really make a difference. And then a new venture began. So for me, like I mentioned, faith is a very, very big part of who I am. It's probably the biggest part of who I am. And about five years ago, it was around this time of year, around the April time, my grandfather fell and he broke his hip. And that led to, back in October, just a few months later, he passed away. This was the first time in my life that somebody that I was so close to passed away. And my grandfather was like the captain of our family. He was the one in charge. Such an amazing personality. And 
when he fell, the first thing that we did, you know, in times of struggle, you turn to prayer. So we turn to the book of Psalms. And as we know, the book of Psalms is broken into 150 chapters. And so between myself and my siblings and the grandkids, we all split up the book. Each had a specific amount of chapters to read every day so that we could complete the book every day for his healing because the power comes in the completion of the book. And so that's what we were doing. But I was really worried. Is everyone going to read their chapters? You know, what if they don't? They're going to feel guilty to tell me that they didn't. And so I took upon myself for months to complete the full book of Psalms every single day. How long does that take to read the whole book of Psalms? So in the beginning, it took me a little bit longer. It would take me somewhere like three and a half hours. Now it takes me Mm -hmm. about two and a half hours, maybe two hours and 15 minutes to complete Mm -hmm. the whole book. And I was reading this every single day. And I had a dream about this app called Abraham's Legacy. And I, I called it Abraham's legacy. So many people tell me, how come you're calling it Abraham's legacy if the book of Psalms was written by David? I said, well, because Abraham is basically the father of all religions. And not only that, he brought God into the world. The other reason I called it Abraham's legacy is because my grandfather's name is Abraham. I wondered that as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that, that question. I get that question all the time. So, you know, when, when, when he passed, we had just started a, a WhatsApp group for my family called Gramsci's Legacy because we call them Gramsci. Hmm. And so it made sense, you know, this is the legacy that he left to us. And the dream for this app came to me. It was pretty crazy. I had a dream about this. I didn't know how it was going to create it, how it was going to do it. I didn't have the means, but I knew that I had to. What does the app do? Basically, the the real power in, in Psalms, of course, any prayer you say is amazing. Whether you're reading it from a book or what, whether you're just saying it from your heart, every prayer is listened to. The power that comes in Psalms in the completion of the actual book. That's where the power really comes. And so, of course, you can read it yourself and it will take you a long time to actually maybe finish the book or maybe it's just a few hours if you're reading it all at once. But if you're part of a larger collective that's completing it, how much more powerful is that? And so through the app, people can come and there's three tabs. There's the read, there's the circles, and then there's the profile. And let's say you have a a couple of minutes. Maybe you're waiting for a meeting. Maybe you're online at a supermarket. Maybe you're on a bus. And you click the start read button and the app will generate for you the next chapter in the global count. So there are 150 chapters. If the global count is up to chapter 50 and you click, you'll get 51, the next person 52. And the app knows whether the chapter has been read or not. And it works on the distribution of the chapters. So we had about a few weeks ago an event. There were over 700 people on the app at the same time, all pressing the start read at the same time. And everyone got their own separate chapter. And that means in a matter of minutes, books upon books of Psalms can be completed in unison. And now by taking maybe one minute a day to read, you're actually part of going to be part of hundreds of different books that are being completed, which is so much more powerful. And the app right now is in four, not only four languages of the actual book of Psalms, but four languages in terms of the platform. It's in English, Spanish, Hebrew, and French. In addition, Let's say you want to create your own private prayer circle for a family member or for a loved one. You can go into the circles tab and create your own circle with a circle name, an icon of a photo of the person, because they say that when you're praying for someone, it's good to see them. There's a lot more power when you actually see the person in front of you and what you're praying for. And you can write a bio also about the person so that people have more intention when they're praying. And within the circle, you have your own separate count of how many books have been completed, Chapters read, people reading. You could chat with the members of your circle, and every circle has its own individualized link. 
that you can then share out, whether it be Facebook or WhatsApp, and people, when they click it, will automatically join your circle. You can even see a leaderboard of how many people have read daily and weekly within your circle, as well as on the global leaderboard that you could see who's reading the most daily and weekly on the main read. On the main read, imagine you could see in real time how many countries are reading and people reading. And that's a very, very powerful thing. And then, of course, through your profile, you can keep track of your stats. There are other features there as well where you can leave reminders for yourself you know, to make sure that you're going in and praying and so on and so forth. And we're adding more and more features to the app on, on a regular basis. But this was done in memory of my grandfather. Again, like I said, when I first came up with the idea, all I did was draw at these wireframes, having no clue how I was going to actually put it into fruition. I didn't have the money. I didn't have the capacity. And it ended up finding its way to me. And I think that that's because when we have our intention in the right place and we're doing it for the right purpose, you know, things start coming into play. You have to also have faith in that regard. Things end up coming into play, but it took its time. And it's been amazing to see the app launch for both iOS and Android. And when did you launch this app? Launched it back in October uh, and created, we had an international day of prayer to launch this app, which was really, really nice. And um, since then, we, you know, we're continuing to, I'm working little by little, put out features because this is a complete project, a passion project. This is a part of the nonprofit and I basically invested. It's a free app. It will always be a free app. It's meant to be a free app. I basically invested my own funds to create this. It's in memory of my grandfather, like I mentioned, uh, my grandfather, Abraham. And it is meant to be a free app. It's meant to be a free gift resource tool for the world to use. Because how powerful is it to be able to combine people from countries around the world, from languages around the world, all reading Psalms in unison. And this can be used, especially now in this, in this time where, you know, churches are not meeting or religious groups are not meeting, that they're, that the sense of community in terms of prayer is not necessarily there. This can be used as a great resource and a great tool. We've had various events where we have, we, we basically put together a one minute video that is able to be used by anyone free of charge. They can use it that at the end of, let's say, their Zoom call or their online session, they show the video, it, you know, guides people to download the app in that moment and then to read in unison. So imagine ending your sermons or your services or your school classroom sessions with three minutes or five minutes on the clock, on a countdown clock where everyone is reading. Now you're able to actually take your, your digital group of people and, and turn it into a, a powerful call to action where you're able to unify everyone. So this is a really a great tool. We've even had musicians that have been giving virtual concerts incorporate the app where in between every set of, let's say, three or four or five songs, they show the video. And then in unison, they're reading while all these people are reading. And you can see in real time all those people reading where in minutes books of Psalms are being completed. That's pretty incredible. About how many a day are read, if you just have the stats on that? That's a great question. So look, we have, we've had days where uh, 22 books have been completed in, in a matter of hours. We've had days where, you know, 10 books have been completed. Generally, there's always, it, it's, there's always a book being completed. So that right at this point, I would say on average, we're up to maybe, I would say, four or so books being completed on a daily average, four to five books easily. That's like without any sort of, but then like I said, there are days where it can go all the way up past 20 books being completed. Wow. The goal 
is to have this be thousands of books being completed. Currently, we have 87 countries have downloaded the app. I couldn't believe the stats when I looked at it. We have 52.6 thousand chapters that have been read, 307 books that have been completed, and 3.8 thousand people that are currently on the app. That's so cool. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, this is the best pitch I've ever heard in my entire life. I oh my like God. <laughs> I'm so encouraged right now. I feel like I'm on Shark Tank or like TED Talk or something like this is so good. <laughs> Seriously, you're an amazing communicator. I really, really appreciate that. This is something I'm so, so passionate about because you know what? When somebody's life hangs in the balance, prayer can be that thing that really, really comes through when you need it most. More than anything, it gives hope to people. And, and, and that's something that we all really, it really It definitely need. does give hope. And the really interesting thing about Psalms, you know, one of the other things that, you know, as I'm learning more about it, and, and I'm, I've been reading it on a regular basis, is that this is one prayer that's actually shared by three, three of the major religions actually read Psalms, which to me was so interesting to learn that fact. Christians, Jews, Muslims all have a respect for the book of Psalms. That's a pretty powerful thing to me, only because it's a common thread. It's something that connects us all. Uh, and it's something that connects us all in prayer, which is to me is really beautiful. And can you say the three re- religions again that share the Book of Psalms? Sure, it's uh, Christians, Jews, and Muslims. Mm, okay. And have you heard any testimony so far about using the app? You said that it's been launched in October. Yes. Do you have any stories or testimonies from people using it? Oh my goodness, I do. I have loads of of testimonials from people. Uh, for example, I'll just give you a, a couple here. And somebody wrote, I love how it allows you to be a part of something so much bigger than yourself while also giving you the ability to choose to create your own circles. There's no app on my phone that has more meaning and purpose. This is one of the testimonies that somebody has written. Uh, And another person wrote here, I love this app. It's easy to use and it helps me keep track of the chapters I pray each day. I also take turns reading with my kids. Um, People are loving to make this part of their routine. People sharing how this is the first time one person actually said that they never actually read Psalms before this. They never ever read it. And they said, now I read every day because it makes it so easy and simple for me. One of the things is it's putting, it's putting Psalms at people's fingertips. Uh, another comment people were saying is it's a great resource and a very, very rewarding app um, saying that it works wonderfully and it speaks volumes about the power of prayer. So these are just some, I mean, I have so many testimonials that uh, people are sharing. But the biggest is that people feel like it's giving their prayer more meaning and purpose. The exciting part that people tell me all the time is that when they're on it and they click to read and they can see how many people are reading at the same time, it gives them this extra jolt of energy to continue reading. Like it, it, it feels really cool. You know what I'm saying? You're reading while there's another guy in another country that's also reading at that exact moment. And uh, the other feature that people love, I didn't know if people were going to love it or not, is the leaderboard. They, they, people have been sharing how it motivates them to read more. You know, uh, and now you don't have to keep track of where you are. You know, there are many alternatives that people have used for, for prayer circles, whether they're creating WhatsApp groups where everybody writes a number of what they're taking. Oh, I got number one, I got number... But those, all of those things fall short because with WhatsApp groups, how many of us are part of so many different groups and we're constantly getting these pings. Yeah. And sometimes what I've, what I've heard from people people that are very much part of many different Psalm circles, they said it becomes a little bit overwhelming. And then I feel bad to not read and to leave the circle. Like I feel uncomfortable. This takes away all of that, all of those issues. And it makes it a lot more 
easily fit into a person's daily routine that is at their leisure and they can feel like they're part of something. You could take one minute a day and you could be part of reading one book every single day. That's, that's pretty cool. You know, they say, they talk about the same thing with, when it comes to charity. I remember learning as a child that let's say you have a thousand dollars to give away to charity. So the question is, is it best to give away all thousand dollars to one charity that you feel is an amazing charity or is it better to maybe give a hundred dollars to 10 different charities? So I had thought initially, well, better to give the thousand to one charity. You're able to make a bigger difference. And what I learned is that they actually say it's better to give less to more charities because now you're a part of the change that each of those charities are making. I find it to be the same here when it comes to Psalms. Now, instead of reading, just get, reading one book, by reading once a day, one chapter, you're able to be part of so many collective books. You're showing that you have this global connection to people around the world. And that's so much more rewarding. Wow. And do you have any other future advantages to the app? Yes. So some of the stuff I'm working on right now is working on the audio version of, of, of Psalms. Ah. It's going to be an audio version there, which I think will be really spectacular. We're also working on creating, right now, the, the circles uh, on the app, they're private circles, meaning the only way you can join a circle is if somebody sends you a link to join that circle. We're also mm -hmm. going to be creating public circles, meaning where people can discover other circles that they can go into that may, may have people that need prayers that you can join into. And we also just launched, we're launching as a way to help add features to the app, because like I said, this is a, a fully uh, nonprofit, fully uh, you know, free app. We're adding the option for people to sponsor a loved one where let's say, for example, somebody wants to sponsor their friend or their sibling or their, or their grandfather that passed that their that that name will be on everybody around the world's chapter one or chapter 50, you might connect specifically to a specific chapter of Psalms. And now a person can sponsor that that loved one's name is on the top of that chapter on the global world. So that when anybody reads that chapter, it's to the merit of the person that they're, that, you know, that that chapter is listed for. Um, one of the other things that I'm excited about adding are going to be strategies for improving your intention when, when praying, and also a lesson connected to every chapter of Psalms. Because every chapter of Psalms, right, has a specific information that it's talking about. But we're looking to create these very short 30-second lessons of how you can connect that verse of that, that chapter of Psalms into your life. So that you can even and this bring will be more a video. Meaning. This is going to be, a, so it's a great question. Um, initially, it's going to be, there's going to be text and there's going to be audio. I don't know if it'll be video. As of right now, I'm, I'm, I'm more thinking that it'll be audio because it can give a person, you know, even when they're, let's say they're driving and they can't, you know, specifically yeah. read that they can click to listen to these, um, to these very short form, uh, lessons of how to bring more, more meaning and intention into your daily prayer. Well, I'm sold. I'm going to get this app as soon as we hang up this call. Um, I'm really excited. I, you know, this is, I, and I'd love any feedback, you know, I really respond to all feedback that comes through the app. And that's what helps me determine what features I'm going to add on next. I mean, I have a whole long list of things that I want to add on. Um, but feedback is really very, very, very much welcomed. And you're able to do that directly on the app. On the side menu, you can just click on contact us and that will come directly to me. Uh, you can also find that information about, you know, sponsoring there. And more than anything, you know, this is something that's meant to be shared. You can create 
a group, a circle for your, for your school, for your church, for your, you know, for your friends or family and share that out with so many other people. Um, there are so many applications of the app. Again, like I said, whether, you know, used in, um, religious service, whether used in education formats, there are loads of ways that you can help to continue to promote the app and get more and more people connecting to the power of prayer. Mm -hmm. And has your family jumped on with this too, or are you kind of overseeing most of this with your team? So I'm actually, I'm sort of like a one man show, even when it comes to the work I'm doing with Life Has Inside. Um, almost all the work I do is really is um, volunteer work. Um, and so my family is definitely part of the app. They love using the app. Um, but I'm basically the, the, the one person sort of managing this. I have a development company that I, that I work with uh, to help develop new features. But amazingly, about two weeks ago, someone reached out to me on the feedback form and said, hey, I really love this and I want to get involved. And we had started having some really amazing conversations. And he knows that this is a no money thing. Like, you know, this is just about getting this out there. And he's joined on and volunteered. And now we're meeting on a you know, weekly basis to discuss more features and which is really, which is really unbelievable. It's like creating that community. Um, but, uh, yeah, each day, taking it each day at a time. And you mentioned that this app was on Apple, iOS, and also the marketplace for Android. Is that correct? It's available on iOS for, uh, Apple for iTunes, and it's also available on Android for Google. So it's whether on Google play or whether you go to the Apple store, the app store for iTunes, you just have to search up Abraham's legacy and you'll be able to find it there. You can also connect on the website, abrahamslegacy.com for more information, but you can go directly to the app store to get it. We also have a YouTube channel where we have videos on there. I put up also, I also put up on a pretty, pretty frequent basis, um, tutorial videos, meaning if somebody sends a feedback question about how to get to somewhere or how to access something, I'll create a specific video. I'll create a video tutorial and then upload it onto the YouTube channel. So there's loads of videos there. Um, also on Facebook, we have an account and on Instagram, something I'm working on right now, which some of the listeners maybe want to get to take part in. I'm actually working on a digital collaboration for Psalms. Uh, I've been working on a bunch of these digital collaborations specifically with my nonprofit uh, about kindness, life that's inside. But the, what I'm doing for Abraham's legacy is I'm distributing 150 chapters to 150 people from around the world. So far we're up to, I think we've distributed about 115 chapters. So I still have some left. And when you get a chapter, all you're required to do is access the chapter from the app. And you just have to say out loud on video, you're going to record yourself like looking at the app, saying the last verse from your specific chapter and then sending it back. And I'm going to be creating this montage video of people saying the last verse from their chapter as well as sending messages of hope and prayer to the world. It's going to be a really beautiful video. So if anybody's interested, it's easy to get involved. You can send me an email to info at abrahamslegacy.com and just say, hey, I want to be part of the video collaboration or the Psalms video, and I can send you your specific chapter. So it's been unbelievable. I think we have over 30 countries so far that have signed up. It might even be a bit more in all sorts of languages, uh, J- Japanese, um, Russian, English, Spanish, French, Portuguese. It's been pretty cool to see these come through. So it's a, it's a fun project that we're going to be just uh, 
uh, posting up also on our YouTube channel once it's completed. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. It's been amazing. I'm so encouraged right now. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time. I really appreciate uh, your, your kind words and um, I'm grateful to have the opportunity. I have one more question. Of course. The Life Vest Inside, I'm curious about the name. Why did you name it <laughs> Life Vest Inside? So there's actually a good story behind that. The, the idea behind, well, I'll tell you the story. If you have a few minutes, I'll tell you the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. It was back in 2007. Okay, I was going away with my family on winter vacation. At the time, there was a young girl about six years old in my community that was diagnosed with leukemia. I didn't know her personally, but I come from a very close-knit community. Everybody was praying for her. And so as I was changing my flight to get from one plane to the next, I was listening to my voice messages, and I heard the unfortunate news that she just passed away. I was completely devastated in tears. But the first thing I thought of right when I heard that message was my seventh-grade students back at home. Like as I was telling you, I was teaching seventh grade at the time, middle school. And right before winter vacation, they started opening up to me about something that they haven't opened up about in, since it happened. Three years prior, when those kids were in fourth grade, they lost a classmate of theirs the same exact illness. And right before winter vacation, they started asking me questions that are not easy to answer. You know, why does God do certain things? Why do bad things happen to good people? And they just started to be able to get through to them and answer these questions. I said, what am I going to do when I get back home? I know that we didn't hear about this. How am I going to be able to explain how yet again something so tragic and devastating happened? You know, how do you stay afloat in a world that sometimes seems to be pulling you downward? How do you find the order in the chaos? And I get onto the plane and the stewardess puts me in a seat I wasn't supposed to be in, but God has his plans. It does everything for a reason. And so I'm sitting down and I'm just, I'm looking up, how, how do you stay afloat? How do you stay afloat in this world, God? And I look to my left. And right on the wall of the plane was a small little sign with three words on it that would change the course of my life. And it said on it, life, vest, inside. And I smiled and I understood the message. You see, what is a life vest? No matter how much you push down on it, it pops back up. And so the message I took was, orally, your life vest, your ability to stay afloat in a world that seems to be pulling you downward, is it's inside of you. It's through the kindness that you bestow on others and through the kindness that others bestow on you that we keep each other afloat in a world that sometimes seems to be pulling us downward because we can't prevent the obstacles and the mishaps, the curveballs from coming our way. They're going to come. And sometimes they're going to come when we least expect it, as we can see right now. But what we can do, what we all have the power to do, what's in our ability to do, is throw somebody a life vest a lifeline of kindness that even though they're still surrounded by those troubles, they're still surrounded by those waters, those raging waters, that little vest is the difference between life and death. It gives them the hope to know it's going to be okay. So the concept of life vest inside is that that life vest, that greatest strength, it's there within you. You just have to have the courage to share it outward with the world. Wow. I can see why it went viral. I mean, it's such a powerful message. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Mm. Well, thanks again for being a part of the podcast with us today. And if I can have you in the podcast with a prayer, that would be amazing. Of course, 100%. My prayer to all of those that are listening is more than anything, I pray that we all have clarity of heart, mind, and soul to know what to actually pray for. 
to be able to see that in this world there is the good and there is the seemingly bad. God has his reasons for everything and we can't understand them. But my prayer is that we should have the clarity of mind and the courage and the faith to continue to push through when we feel like just giving up. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.